To the Ether. Today's Wednesday, January 18th, 2023. Today on the Ether, the Crescent Roundtable Volume 2 with Stride and Interprotocol. Hosted by Cosmos Haas. Let's take a listen. All right. Hello. 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 I'm excited today. Excited, man. Yeah. Thanks so much for having us. Really, I'm oh, really yeah. looking forward to this. Anytime I get to talk to <clears throat> especially with people in Cosmos and builders, people that are building cool things, I'm all for it. You know? <laughs> I, I live for these moments. <laughs> Sad to say, I live for these moments, especially right now during this like market. It's it's just uh, the energy at times have, has left the building, so it's always good to kind of just talk shop. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> so, where are you guys all based at? You guys out West Coast? I am currently in sunny southern, sunny northern California. There you go. So it's quite. A, yep, I'm in uh, PA. So it's noon. It's about to be noon right now. So uh-huh. it is not sunny or beautiful. <laughs> well, it's warm. A few days ago, warm. it was very wet <laughs> here. Yeah. Well, that that's me. That's literally me every day here in PA. Like I'm in uh, <laughs> I'm in Pittsburgh area. So this is how it works. If it is sunny outside, then it's going to be Arctic blast. That's the only time it's sunny out. And then if it's not sunny out, it's it's overcast and wet all the time. It's like we don't even get snow anymore where I'm at. It's just rain. So just, what you guys have, what you guys experience, that's what we experience here all the time. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm in uh, New York, so pretty somewhere to Pennsylvania. Otherwise, oh, it's it's such a brutal stretch right now. You know, it's like. Ugh. It's, it's tough. Yeah, it's just so tough because like our bodies need sun, you know. It's like we're always inside on the computer anyhow. But um, it's nice to be able to go outside and get some sun every once in a while. It's just it's impossible here. So. But um, I, I guess yeah, I guess we'll get started. It seems like uh, people are here just to be respectful of your time. So just to get it kicked off, uh, hi, everyone. This is Cosmos Haas. Uh, obviously, I'm excited to moderate our conversation today in the Crescent Roundtable Volume 2 between Crescent Network, Stride Zone, and Agoric. Uh, we have three special guests today. We will be Dean Tribble, CEO of Agoric, Vichelle Talasani, co-founder of Stride Zone, and Young Lee, CEO of Crescent Network. Uh, no further ado, I, I put some questions together. Uh, hopefully, we can touch on all of them. But to kind of get it kicked off uh, for people out there, uh, you know, like the liquid staking derivatives have kind of been the talk of town, like throughout crypto and more so in, in Cosmos. It's kind of opening up some doors. So I guess we'll start with Michelle. Uh, what is staked Atom and how to use it? Just like on a simplistic for anyone that doesn't understand how to use it. But like, what's how do you stake Atom? And the value of like stake atoms in Cosmos today that you see. 
Yeah, absolutely. Great question. Maybe uh, uh, start with the problem to, to say like why we might even want to think about STM as being useful. But the, the core problem that we think exists is that Cosmos has really incredible technology and really great uh, tech stack, really great community, uh, culture, et cetera. But the DeFi is uh, kind of lagged behind other spaces. Um, I think a big part of that is uh, what we call the DeFi hurdle rate. Um, and what we mean by that is because uh, Cosmos is a bunch of sovereign L1s, they each have these tokens that uh, you can you can choose to stake. So for example, you can go stake your Atom right now and get like a 20% yield. You can go stake your Evmos, like a 90% yield or Juno, or whatever it is. Um, so then when you go and want to participate in DeFi, you have this really attractive second option, which is going and staking. So for example, on Osmosis, um, or, or Juno, if I want to participate in Juno DeFi, if I'm getting less than the Juno staking yield, it's it's really hard for me to want to do participate in DeFi. Um, so for Evmos, for example, you need like 100 plus percent yield in DeFi for it to really be uh, exciting. The way we, could, we think of liquid staking is kind of resetting the DeFi hurdle rate or making it uh, so you as a as a user don't have to have this trade off of do I participate in DeFi or do I participate in uh, in, in, in staking. And the the way uh, the some kind of similar approach you may have seen like Lido or Marin other other uh, chains. The way the way that Stride works is much more kind of Cosmos native, and it's uh we can think about it is Stride is an app chain that uses IBC in particular uh, ICA and ICQ, which are kind of the uh, the latest and greatest from from IBC uh, in order to open accounts to different chains and manage those accounts. Um, and through that, it can go stake uh, assets that uh, users deposit across a whole host of accounts, rebalance them, et cetera. And it can do this in a way that's um, much more decentralized existing solutions, uh, much more secure because we have can uh, impose all sorts of security constraints and much more scalable in that we can deploy this to pretty much every single chain in Cosmos. Um, so, so, so circling back then on what uh, what STATM is, is uh, to tie this all back together, STATM is a token that you can hold anywhere in Cosmos that one earns a staking yield and supports the Cosmos hub, which means as, as long as you're holding ST Atom, you're receiving the 20% Atom staking yield. Um, but second, because it's just a token, you can go plug that in anywhere you want in DeFi. You can go plug that into, you know, uh, AMMs on Crescent or Osmosis or Shade and Lending Markets or wherever it is, um, but just a regular token that you can, you can plug in wherever you want. You're earning that yield uh, as long as you're holding it. Nice. Yeah, it's uh, it's exciting to be able to like have liquid staking in Cosmos. It's definitely much needed, and we all know like how fragmented the liquidity is already. So anything that can kind of help with that, I'm all for that. So to, I, I don't remember if you remember me or not, Dean. We met real briefly down in Texas at the. Uh, it was like one of the after parties, and uh, I think it was one of the <laughs> secret after parties. But, uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> I, I am wearing a secret shirt right now, actually. From nice. the, from that party, so. <laughs> nice. Uh, a little pun here. You make me not feel as old in this space. I feel like an old man. I'm about to be 37, and usually <laughs> I'm talking to people that are way younger than me. So it's always nice to talk to someone older than me. <laughs> in this space. <laughs> I hate you. I no way. I, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> so um, yeah. I, I guess like I, I'm really excited too for like IST. I'm in multiple polls paired with it, and to like touch off Michelle's point. 
I, uh, I do agree with, with that part, you know, with the liquidity problem. It's like a lot of people in the community there, they go, well, why do you even do this? Why do you even provide liquidity when you could just stake? And I'm like, well, someone has to do it. I'll, I'll take one for the, for, for the team. But so like, how has the, in your opinion, like how's the growth been with like, like IST and like, what does it bring to Cosmos in your opinion? Well, okay. So first off, to be clear, I'm mostly focused on building the systems and software. Um, but you know, and and sort of and the designing the and you know worrying about the design of the economic systems. Um, the 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 key thing that you need for an economy to thrive is a stable token that spans the economy that you're trying to to cooperate in, or at least covers a big enough segment that you're not converting currencies, as it were, um, for when you're trying to do you know to 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 work with multiple parties. So the big thing that IST brings is. It consolidates a bunch of sort of fragmented stable token liquidity into into a single, you know, Cosmos native, IBC native stable token, and it enables extensibility into a wide variety of minting mechanisms, you know, in the future, so that all of the ways that people can bring assets to the table, all the things that they could that they could, you know, reasonably, economically, soundly rely on to 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 produce value and engage in commerce, they can bring to the table to get a stable token so things can be consistently priced, so they can be consistently traded and so forth. This particular case we're talking about here with the three of us here, Hyung and, and Vishal, and, and, and or rather ISD Stride and Crescent, uh, you know, I was thinking about this this morning and you know, reading uh, one of the threads that, the, that um, some of the you know, non-agoric folks working on Inter published, and it's just, this amazing eye-opening tour de force of IBC, where you're taking Adam from one chain, right? The, you know, the, this locked-up uh, 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 asset, bringing it over and getting this staking derivative, taking that over to to Crescent, um, uh, taking you know uh, whether it's USDC or USDT or in the future, you know, Adam or staked Adam or other assets like that to the Agoric chain getting IST, bringing that over, and those you know three, four, five chains all working together create this you know stabilizing force on the value of SD Atom, stabilizing force on the value of IST, the ability to unlock the the economic potential of of locked up assets in Atom. I mean, it's just it's just an amazing outcome where where all these um, chains can so so seamlessly work together to accomplish this improved uh, economic activity. So so IST as a currency for the interchain, you know the fundamental thing that 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 a stable token provides is grease for the gears of commerce. And if you want interchain commerce, you need that across the interchain in a way that really focuses on bringing value and use cases across the interchain. And that's what ISP set out to do. Yeah, I think you guys are accomplishing a lot. I mean, it's it's just it's it just feels more personable to me than to be in a pool <laughs> with like USDC or USDT or whatnot. So um, that was one of the things, unfortunately, with like UST, it, it felt more cosmos to me, but this actually really, really <laughs> cosmos. So I'm all for it. I'm just a cosmos maxi. So yeah, I appreciate it. It's a good it. place to be. Yeah, it's a very it's a, it's exciting because to think about like just the growth that we've already had right now, and I look back like just a year ago if we were having this conversation, like none of this was even happening. So I'm looking mm -hmm. forward to this conversation in a year from now to see 
all the growth and it's it's been a lot of fun just to see like ibc kind of flourish and um, well, just, and, and just said, really having exciting. this pool on Crescent, you know, the, the, these multiple things again to, 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 to IBC, you know, where people can start to contribute to the stabilization and growth of the economy. I mean, it's really just the beginning. I'm looking at the uh, staked Adam and ISD pool right now on Crescent, and uh, the APR is 37.7%. So that's pretty good. <laughs> so, yeah, it's exciting. So uh, we'll, we'll go over to Young. Uh, I know a lot of people, well, you guys, what you, you do is, I, I personally know what it is, but like concentrated liquidity. And how are you doing that with, uh, with the staked Adam and IST pool? Yeah, uh, thank you for the question. So uh, we are very thrilled to see a lot of these like new uh, projects and new uh, utilities coming into Cosmos with different chains. Uh, and this like interconnected uh, ecosystem of Cosmos is uh, bringing all this like uh, great growth in the ecosystem and the utility. And uh, our job uh, as a DEX in Cosmos, we we are here to support all these different kinds of projects, uh, expanding its utility and user base uh, with all this connected liquidity within our DEX. So like, for example, when we have uh, different kinds of like very efficient utility for liquidity providing, such as like range liquidity, which is uh, concentrated liquidity, and also like uh, LF coin, which is tokenizing uh, pool position so that you can utilize it again uh, in other DeFi, in other blockchain even. Uh, uh, so like this kind of uh, new utilities uh, in DEX, we can provide a very efficient liquidity for uh, Adam and versus uh, liquid staking atom, but also like other stable coins uh, versus also IST. Uh, so this connection should be like, uh, a lot of connection should be made because like uh, users are trading with different uh, types of tokens, uh, different types of risk. Uh, so uh, our job as a DEX uh, for Crescent is to uh, have this like very efficient and very easy to use uh, liquidity to be connected each other so that these uh, all uh, Cosmos growth can be have all this base ground uh, for all this utility and user base to be grow in the future. So we are here as a public goods uh, for Cosmos ecosystem uh, to support this uh, growth as a whole. Nice. So forgive my ignorance. My question would be also to kind of touch on Crescent, like how Osmosis has two DEXs, one's like permissionless and one's permission. What does it take? Like, if can someone just randomly start a pool on Crescent, or do they have to get permission? Like, how does that work? Yeah, actually, like in the background, uh, in core um, code base, everything is permissionless. Uh, so every, every anyone can create a pool, anyone can create an incentive. Uh, anything is permissionless. Uh, but uh, uh, to prevent some spamming or like. Uh, uh, phishing attack. Uh, we uh, operate our own front end. So on front end, uh, um, it can be like white listed so that uh, all these like safe uh, assets can be displayed. Uh, so this is how we work. Nice. I guess to hop back over to to Dean, how's the um, the poaching of JavaScript de developers been? <laughs> 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 well, <laughs> so 
Um, it is it is really just starting. We rolled out our our mainnet one in October with the first use case, which is uh, IST. Um, uh, we've got um, a big upgrade coming uh, in the next couple of months that includes, you know, th that is a big enhancement to the platform to provide, you know, contract upgrade and durability that we require to have, you know, yet more uh, of the IST contracts deployed. Um, and at that point, we start to open it up to the, 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 the mainnet two folks that we've been working with for a while and, you know, ramp up our developer recruiting. So we've, we've had a couple of rounds with, uh, uh, with, you know, non-blockchain JavaScript developers that they understood what we were doing. They got it. They built some cool stuff. But, but um, really, 2023 is the year of ramping that up. So ask me that question again in six months and, and I'll have a, I'll have a, I'll have numbers, man, or maybe nine months. <laughs> so we'll nice. I mean, that's awesome. <laughs> we have every, we have everything in Cosmos now, so it's, there's no excuses for people not to build cool things on Cosmos. Oh yeah, so I'm excited. But uh, yeah, so I guess um, like, I guess I'll ask Stride this. Like, do you guys have any other chains that you're looking into having a liquid stake and derivative on? Yeah, absolutely. So our, our goal is by end of this year to support basically every single Cosmos chain. And we're going through through them right now to work on integrations. Uh, we're actually trying to build out a uh, a pipeline that lets anyone else run through the testing flow to add other chains. So uh, again, uh, like Chris and Stride is fully permissionless, so anyone can uh, kind of put up a vote to onboard a chain, um, and, and they'll be onboarded. But the uh, we normally go through a pretty rigorous testing flow to make sure we have like no bugs or uh, issues when we onboard a new chain, given that ICA and ICQ are both uh, fairly new technologies. Um, and so we're getting that time down to like a couple days now. And we've actually kicked off, uh, I believe, three or four different teams on seeing if they can onboard it, uh, just given the docs uh, fully on their own. And then we're also working on, on our end to onboard uh, a few more chains right now. Uh, we'll actually have some announcements for those pretty soon, but some uh, EVM-focused chains should be uh, uh, pretty soon our roadmap. But yeah, by the end of this year, I think, our goal is to get every single Cosmos chain. It's amazing. There's quite a few of them. So <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> every time I look, there's another like one the... popping up. So. <laughs> Yeah, but I think it's part of like the IBC vision is that you can be able to do something that integrates with one chain, and then because everyone has the same standards, you can go apply that to you know uh, all, all the chains out there. Yes, for sure. And then I guess I'll, I'll kind of uh, ask the same question to you, Young. Do you, do you guys um, do you have anyone building anything right now in the background on top of a Crescent or any sort of different applications besides just like what you guys have going on right now? Yes, uh, we are looking at um, many different things. Like, for example, uh, we are uh, trying to refactor our liquidity module so that uh, like pool creation, currently the, the creation fee is too expensive because we need to prevent the spam. But when we uh, make it more optimal, then like, like tens of thousands of pool can be operated without any computational burden so that uh, everything can be happen like more dynamic uh, pool management is possible for uh, concentrated liquidity. So it's more dynamic liquidity will be coming into uh, this space uh, with more specialized uh, liquidity managers. So uh, this kind of uh, functionality with like uh, LP, uh, managed LP functionality is also uh, under development. Uh, and also we are also 
uh, about to launch uh, audiobook market making functionality. So like within maybe like one or two months, uh, one market maker will uh, start operating. So for some uh, pairs, uh, there will be like uh, market maker liquidity coming into our order book, uh, which is also operating with uh, AMM. So we are uh, calling uh, Coruscant uh, hybrid decks. So yeah, we are working on very many different kinds of things. And like within several months, uh, this kind of things will be like launched uh, one by one. So there will be like very exciting upgrades uh, month by month. Nice. And then Dean, like for, for like a, just like myself or just someone in the community, when, when can we expect like go over to like a Gork and just like do some cool things over there? <laughs> well, okay. So first off, everything's open source. The library is available. You can build things now. And we have uh, uh, test nets where, you know, starting to get stuff working and, and, you know, joining uh, our developer office hours, which is happening, you know, every Wednesday at about this time. Um, you know, or about this time. Hear me still? Did I? Uh, we lost. Ah, you. Okay. For the last thing we heard was that Wednesday you have meetings <laughs> and then it kind of cut off. So we, so we, <laughs> so we have developer office hours where people show up that are working on projects. So people that want to start building, developers want to start building in JavaScript should certainly start looking now. Um, in terms of you know, and and there's live test nets um, that 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 people do building, you know, do, do deployments in. Um, the really the time frame to that we will start ramping up the developer program is Q2, um, and and uh, you know and and we're looking forward to you know getting together with a lot of people at hackathons and 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 in general starting uh, you know rolling out uh, new developer sites and updated documentation and all that kind of stuff um, as as our mainnet two partners start to roll out to launch on on the Gork mainnet. Um, as we start to have a few more for mainnet two is is the permissioned rollout phase um, where we're you know where we're still careful to, as to what the load on the system is you know I love uh, uh, Hyung's uh, comments about how many uh, uh, pools they can support at once and and the performance that's that's the kind of thing you need to have as you start letting people on permissionlessly and we'll be ramping up to that over the course of this year <laughs> to eventually get to uh, permissionlessness. <laughs> But that shouldn't hold people back from building stuff. We're excited to help people, uh, 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 you know, and the community is excited to help people get out onto mainnet too, um, uh, you know, mid to late this year. Do you guys have grant programs for teams? Uh, there is. So we have a bounty program. Agoric runs a bounty program. And several of our uh, mainnet two partners that are building stuff for, you know, for, for launch this year. Uh, came from that bounty program. So that's definitely something to check out. Um, and we will be ramping up a larger grant program. And also DCF, the Decentralized Cooperation Foundation, um, will be uh, putting together a grant program that is run <clears throat> completely independently. Um, and so uh, look for that uh, uh, later on this year. And I see DCF in the audience. If you want more details, we can, we'd have to pull them up. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Yeah. So I guess like one of the things I like to ask teams is if you could name like one thing that you've been satisfied with and we're never satisfied. We're always pushing the envelope, but like one thing that you've been satisfied thus far with, with Cosmos as a whole and IBC and one thing that you've been, I don't want to say disappointed, but one thing that we, we need to improve. So if you want to 
since uh, you're already up here, Dean, maybe if you want to start, and then we'll ask the same question to each uh, person on the panel here. Sure. Um, I gotta say, IBC is amazing. Um, you know, the the <clears throat> partly there was a you know big cross team effort to really get the architecture sound and right. There's been continual improvements. There's been you know these enhancements like interchain accounts and interchain security. Um, uh, you know, the, the stuff that's coming with, you know, single transaction cross-chain trades. Again, this particular scenario today that we're talking about is, you know, I think it's, it'll be worth looking back on in even a month, but, but, but you know, looking back on as this. Oh, we lost you there. If you can hear me, we lost you at looking back on. Sorry about that. My Twitter crashed. Am I back? Yeah, yeah, I think we can hear Excellent. you. Excellent. Okay. Um, uh, where did I die here? <laughs> looking back, looking oh, back yeah. on. <laughs> so, as a, this particular use case, you know, of you know staking tokens on one chain brought over to another chain that provides um, uh, you know richer staking services, with, you know, and 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 pulls out the, the, the capital power of it, takes it over to a third chain to be able to trade with a stable token. The stable token can be brought to multiple chains and used. The, the, the whole uh, ability to help stabilize the price of ST Atom versus Atom by trading against a stable, uh, you know, against a stable token. The ability in the future to bring you know, either Atoms or stable Atoms over to um, to the IST chain, to or, you know, to to Agoric, to lock up and vaults to mint more IST. The ability to permissionlessly add pools on Crescent that trade all these different things and get concentrated liquidity. I mean, this is you know, think back two years ago if someone had explained that happening. You know, lots of people would go, "Wait, what do you use IS, IBC for?" I don't understand. And now we have this incredibly seamless interleaving. So I, IBC has just been astonishing. Um, the the uh the, the thing that is that I will say is um I won't say disappointing, but that we need to do much better at is um coordinated improvements, right? Coordinated enhancements. And we've done some, but but really coordinated um uh hardening, testing, um uh uh, uh security processes for IBC especially, but in general for for uh, the the shared libraries that all these Cosmos zones rely on, Tendermint um, and Cosmos SDK. You know, release processes are hard. Release processes of, te of technology that multiple different organizations use are even harder, and that's something that we just need to 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 continually improve in order for the ecosystem to to you know, grow and thrive and stay secure and or stay robust, um, you know, deal with incidents and attacks and, and bugs and, 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 and that sort of thing. That's just something that is going to require continuing ongoing uh, work on the, and cooperation across a, a whole lot of organizations. And funding. So, you know, pony up. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the funding, I hear that from a lot of teams that I speak to. Uh, the show, if you wanted to go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. So first off, totally agree with everything Dean said. Uh, particularly IBC has been really mind-blowing. And uh, I think maybe we take it for granted all that in Cosmos, given that it worked so well and you don't really see any failures. But it's so far above and beyond, like bridging and any other ecosystem. And the fact you can just take it almost as a core primitive is, is really astonishing, especially given the speed at which it was developed. 
Um, but I, I and uh, my experience, uh, the thing I'm, I'm most uh, I'm most impressed by and really grateful for is the amount of uh, um, I, I would say like, like cross collaboration across teams that's happening so far. Maybe less so on like a macro level, but on a a more micro level, like if there's an issue that we're experiencing with another chain or something on our our chain that we're like, oh, I saw this feature somewhere else, let's go ping that team. Found just a really incredible amount of both willingness to collaborate, willingness to uh, collectively like strive to new solution. Um, we've seen really great contributions from validators to our repo, but also other repos. Things is something we haven't really seen in other ecosystems. Like uh, uh, like a lot of crypto ecosystems are still closed source and that's uh, you know really far from the Cosmos ethos. Um, and it's something I'm, I'm tr- truly very thankful for. Like it really feels like we're collectively striving to make the Cosmos stack as amazing as possible. Um, and it's something I, I really don't think organically occurs very often. Um, the thing that I maybe I'm a little bit disappointed in, or I, I think there's a big, a long, uh, a lot of room for Cosmos to grow in this regard, is the infrastructure right now is just quite weak across the the whole stack. Um, I, I think this is largely because Cosmos is a little bit new, and um, you know everything is uh, uh, the stuff that Cosmos is doing is so kind of pushing the envelope technically. Uh, then it makes sense that the infrastructure hasn't quite caught up, but uh, the, yeah, I'm sure you know we all kind of noticed that the cost to start up an app chain is so much higher right now than to uh, deploy like a smart contract on ETH. Um, and it makes sense for so much more surrounding info, but there's still no like good testing environment, no good way to, for example, uh, run upgrade locally to see if your upgrade's gonna break something. Um, it, it's really hard to test like interchain actions. Um, and I think all the infra is getting better here. A lot of teams like Strangelove um, or Notional or a lot of other teams as well are, are kind of shipping really great code here. Um, but we still have a long way to go, I think, before the developer experience is really top notch, and actually, Agoric is doing a lot of great stuff here too. Like uh, um, JavaScript, really makes the uh, developer experience so much more friendly in Cosmos to, to new uh, to new entrants. Uh, but I think it, it was still have a long way to go. And once the developer experience is really top notch, I think we'll see a whole host of really exciting uh, uh, strategies and technologies being built on Cosmos. Uh, you know, I feel like it's a pretty straightforward function of more developers equals more great tech. Do you think we need like a Kasama on in Cosmos? Uh, what, what, what do you mean by by a Kasama? Just some, just like I guess like Juno could be that. Just more people, like you were saying. Maybe I, I misinterpreted that, but like somewhere where you can test things out, like how you were just talking about that. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Maybe some like someone help or, or like, Juno is like this as well, and I think Gore too. But uh, I think there's a lot of ways for people to test uh, smart contracts on uh, in Cosmos. But a test uh, your chain itself, I, I think that that's kind of lacking. So if you want to, for example, test running a chain locally with like three or five validators or test a chain upgrade, uh, th- these things are definitely possible, but there's no like standardized stack for it. Uh, maybe one analogy is like on Ethereum, there's like a hard hat or truffle, um, which let you do a few, uh, you, you, you let you kind of like test things with a developer environment locally. We don't really have those same tools yet in Cosmos. I think they are coming and people are starting to build them. Um, but we're maybe still a year or two out for, from them really being production grade. Nice. Appreciate that thorough answer. And then I'll pass the buck to you, Young. Yeah, I just want to add some uh, new perspective about uh, economic utility for the growth of Cosmos. So I believe that there are lots of projects coming in because of thanks to all this IBC connection with all this uh, thriving ecosystem and economy uh, within this uh blockchain ecosystem, uh, but still uh, they're having a hard time uh, finding funds to like creating POC and like uh, like MVP so that they can 
present uh, utility and uh, get some more fund so that they can create a team to pursue their uh, vision. Uh, so like uh, there are lots of VC to be to uh, who who is investing in, but uh, still there are lots of community members who are interested in finding uh, these alpha projects. But still, it is really hard for an individual to find this information uh, and uh, figure out uh, all this information for investment. So I think uh, we are lacking something like uh, uh, when when Ethereum is uh, growing. Uh, very quickly, uh, there's a Uniswap uh, providing this like IDO functionality, uh, like other uh, launchpad in Ethereum, they provided all this like financial aid uh, for accelerating the growth of the ecosystem. Uh, but uh, uh, Cosmos is uh, quite lacking of this. So I think uh, the natural connection with DEX and launchpad is a very uh, synergetic, and we believe that uh, Crescent. Uh, has a responsibility to have this great utility insight so that we can support more early projects uh, for the growth of the project uh, Cosmos ecosystem because uh, the future of Cosmos is not uh, only for uh, existing uh, projects, but the future project to be coming in and birth uh, within the ecosystem. So we want to have this platform to have better birth uh, uh, environment for the new projects. So uh, we are uh, currently working on it, and I think uh, we are going to launch it um, uh, this uh, first half of this year. Nice. So, like for me, the thing that I think is a little bit confusing, and when I when I speak to different people throughout crypto, is like name services. My assumption in the future, just like we don't use IP addresses when we go on websites and. Agoric dot agoric.com is everyone knows that's Agoric's website. You know, there may be a, an Agoric dot whatever, but it's not Agoric's main website. And I think name services are kind of a big thing. But I know like for myself, it seems like a little bit confusing in um like interchain name services. I I don't know, do we need to like every single blockchain just have its own name service? Because I think there could be like multiple cosmos Haas, cosmo Haas dot Osmo, and then there could be a Cosmos Haas dot um, stars, and, and it just seems like convoluted, and there could be like multiple of the same web addresses, so to speak. I don't know, like, because I, I just don't think in the future people are going to say, hey, like, send me your Osmo address. It's just going to be like, hey, it's Cosmos Haas dot Osmo or whatever. So I don't know. You guys have a little bit more of a background with, with that type of thing. First off, you think like name services will be a vital part in the future, and then also, um, how do we make it? Because it seems like right now how it's constructed, it's almost at a point where like different chains are just going to have to have like their own wallets because it's like we have the same names for everything. Uh, it seems a little bit complicated as opposed to like Ethereum name service. You just, you know, like I have Cosmos Haas.eth and that's like my address that I could use for everything, so to speak. It's just, it seems a little bit more convoluted on on Cosmos. I don't know if that made any sense. It did. You opened a can of worms there. So, you know, the Ethereum names. So the name services are currently constructed are terrible. I'll just put late put that right out there. There is an architecture that is upwards compatible with it that is acceptable, but but um, you know, and it's it's you find it under the term pet name services and that kind of thing. You know, the 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 Ethereum name service appears to work because there was a land grab and there was only one chain. 
the instant there were second chains, whether it was, I don't know, Arbitrum or one of these other chains, that people were still using Ethereum, but, 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 but not everyone had re-grabbed their name, there were attacks because the, quote, global, unquote, name service can never be a, a global name service. Um, similarly, you've got land grabs going on. You know, the difference between, you know, a com providing a common good and doing a land grab is how you look at it. And it's not great. You know, what you need is not, you know, some global authority says this is who gets to be Dean Tribble and it's me and not my dad. Right. Um, uh, you know, that that model is just broken. Right. There's this thing called Zuko's Triangle, actually named after, you know, Zuko Wilcox of, of Zcash before Zcash of, you know, uh, th that you can sort of either have a global name, have a human readable name. Um, or something else. I don't remember what the, what the, you know, and and you have to find a space in there that makes sense. And global name services, it turns out, are pretty bad. Um, what you really want is something that's a lot more like contact books, right? There's you know, mom. The name mom maps to a key, one key for me and a different key for you. And when I hand, when I ref reference mom, when I'm passing a reference to you about mom, it doesn't show up as mom in your in your experience, it shows up as, you know, Mrs. Dribble or, you know, or whoever it is whose key I happen to give you, which might turn out to be something that you learn, you, you know, you, you first heard of from someone else, some, from some other friend and it's, you know, crypto mom or something, right? And so your name for the same key might be different than my name. And that's the fundamentals of naming. And, and, and so we need to have UI experience, things integrated into all the wallets, um, that support that because the crypto system, you know, the, the Cosmos doesn't, Crescent doesn't. It's the wallet experience and the user experience that cares a lot about how the names work so that humans can safely interact with each other and not be taken advantage of by people who, you know, go and squat on their names. So end of rant. <laughs> no, I, I like that. And I know you've, you've been around the block with, with tech, you know, so I respect your, your thought process and, I just kind of was thinking about that because obviously right now the people that are in crypto are just really, in my opinion, just really tech enthusiasts. So we kind of understand it, but even that can be like, there could be division and, and friction. So I just want to make it to the point where people that aren't in this space can just easily get in the yep, space yep. and not be so confused. Yeah. And the problem is uh, just guess, as an example, right? What if someone gets governance as their name? So now I can send you, I mean, now the, the spam attacks, that are coming from governance.crescent uh, or governance.agoric or governance.osmo. I mean, it looks so authoritative and it's utter crap, right? And there's just, there's just you know, if you have something that looks blessed like that, you've got a real, you know, you've got a serious attack vector against, against naive users. So it appears to make it easier, but it makes attacks much, much easier than that. So, so it's, a, it's something that we have to be really careful of and really thoughtful about. Totally agree. So I guess to be respectful of everyone's time, I mean, if you guys, uh, if you want to go around and just your last thoughts and, you know, whatever you want to just end it on, just let just go ahead. So, uh, Young, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, first of all, uh, thank you, um, Cosmos House, for uh, hosting this um, speaks. Uh, and thank you all uh, for you guys to come in, uh, Dean and Bishop, to uh, talk about all this uh, great ecosystem growth and partnership. So uh, I'm happy to be here. Good, Michelle. 
Yeah, absolutely. I echo the sentiment. Thank you so much, uh, Cosmos Haas, for hosting. Really appreciate it. And thanks so much, Dean Furhung, for uh, for being here and uh, such a great conversation. Um, yeah, we're really excited to see what the future of uh, of Interchain DeFi is. Yeah, I got to let you guys get going. I could sit here forever and talk about crypto. So I just want to want to be respectful, not not open up other cans of worms, as Dean said. And then we'll be here and <laughs> you guys won't get any work done today. So. <laughs> and then yeah. last thoughts for you, Dean. Yeah, so I'll, thank you for the two other guests. I always love talking to Young and good to meet you, Vishal. Um, and, you know, thank you for everyone's listening. And also... A bunch of this was permissionless, so like this, I had nothing to do with the setup of some of these pools, any of the incentivization, you know, the wiring of SD, all your SD, um, uh, Adam, and so forth. Just seeing all this stuff happening in the ecosystem is amazing. So thank you to for to the ecosystem and thank you for hosting us. My pleasure. I always thank everyone for tuning in and also the people that will be listening to recording. It means a lot to me and um, everyone in here. And I'm, I'm excited for this conversation. I hope to host more and I'll, I'm honored to do this. So if you guys ever need any help with anything, I'm always here to help and, and just spread the IBC gospel, so to speak. So everyone, I hope you guys have a great day. I hope 2023 is off to a great start and just keep grinding and learning. Take care, everyone. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Crescent Roundtable, Volume 2, with Stride and Interprotocol. Hosted by Cosmos Haas. Recorded on Wednesday, January 18th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. If you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support. Now, with Spark IBC enabled. Put your hands up like you got a couple questions Ain't no misdirection, just a bunch of flexing All aggressive, insane from all directions Smoke blows in when I start a session Blink canvas, blaze up the handlers Rocking back and forth like I got the van stuck Don't grind the clutch, mind your hush Put your mask on and don't touch the antlers Feeling untouchable when I'm on the verse But in the universe, I'm just writing some words Enticing these nerds while I'm laying out my memoirs Like, remember when I had to fight the centaur? I'm a book nerd, let me take you on the journey Lost in the labyrinth, searching out the lost fern For certain got the taxes included Acting like a writer never felt secluded Shit and line them up. Just another fixed game of try my luck. Go lighten up, dog. It could always be worse. Unless you're in the back of a hearse, then you're dead or putting in new speakers. It's a toss up, driver or just tweakers. Don't stress, yo. I've done the research. Living life like a bunch of fucking lemurs. It's a remake. Off the cutting floor, we take a little bit of poison and put it in the cheesecake. Tastes great, less filling. Less stress, more killing. As he blew the cornerstone out the building. And the box came tumbling down all humble. Feels like we're drowning in a little puddle. Rebuttal? I should be taking off in the shuttle. Getting high in space with the Hubble.
Spaces.